Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, I'm speaking with Masha Davis, who is a nationally recognized registered dietitian, nutritionist, humanitarian, and founder of the Nomadista Nutrition, a private nutrition practice in Los Angeles. Today, we're discussing her book, Eat Your Vitamins, Your Guide to Using Natural Foods to Get Vitamins, Minerals, and Nutrients Your Body Needs. Masha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So what inspired you to write this book? So, you know, Rebecca, I saw a quote the other day that really, really resonated with me. And I think it it kind of encapsulates not just the book, but also, you know, why I started my nutrition practice, why I became a registered dietitian nutritionist. And it says something like, you think everything is super important until you get sick. And then you realize that there was only one thing that was ever important, your health. Uh, I agree with That's that. That's a good Happy. quote. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, I, 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 was, I was sick uh, ten, over 10 years ago and I was bedridden and I, I agree with that. I think you, you know, I appreciate now that I can, you know, wash my dishes and do my laundry, those things that, you know, were a burden before. Um, so I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Now, um, you're talking about vitamins and minerals in your book, which isn't always people's first thought when they are experiencing uh, being unwell, you know, maybe they'll take a multivitamin, but most of the time people go to their doctor and they get pharmaceutical vitamins and, and they don't really think um, on the big part of how food can help them heal. Exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, nutrition is one of the main cornerstones of good health. And it's not only when we're already sick and looking to treat conditions, it's also so incredibly important for prevention and for preventing, you know, these chronic issues that so many people are dealing with. So it's, it's this, you know, really, really incredible, important part of our lives that's so easy to overlook until something happens and, and we start to feel unwell and then we realize, oh, this is actually more important than anything else. Well, I definitely agree. Now, what what do you mean by eat eat our vitamins? Yeah, so eating our vitamins really means getting back to some of the basics that we've been moving away from. So, cooking more, eating foods that are less processed, more whole. You know, really nourishing our bodies through food instead of supplements or powders. Um, and and you know, really eating our vitamins has become. I think a little bit of a lost art in today's hyper-paced society. You know, the supplement industry is booming. And while supplements can be really useful in a lot of cases, they're also often abused or misused. And there's a lot of issues with regulation and contamination. And people are spending billions and billions of dollars on supplements. And yet at the same time, we're seeing these skyrocketing rates of chronic diseases and obesity and so many other nutrition-related conditions. 
And I think one of the big answers and solutions to all of this is to simply eat your vitamins, which is why I wrote this book. Well, now, do you find that some people don't want to actually make the changes in their diet that's necessary? I mean, it's it's a big comfort to everybody. We're addicted to a lot of the foods that we're eating. And I know that there's a lot of resistance when it comes to changing these habits or, or the food that you love or crave so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you're totally right. And I agree with you. There's a lot of resistance and a lot of people are... You know, we live in this really hyper-paced world where it's become the new normal to sacrifice sleep and sacrifice workouts and sacrifice cooking or even grocery shopping to, you know, just to get more done, to work more and produce more. Um, so, you know, my philosophy is really to meet people where they're at. I believe in making really small incremental changes. So taking baby steps. So when I work with my clients, I really focus on, okay, where are you at today? And what can we do that feels really, really doable and manageable? And for some people who are eating out every single day, it's going to be, okay, let's make a healthy meal one time this week, just once. Let's just start with that. And when people start to build these habits slowly and they realize that it's actually doable, they become empowered to continue and they start to see the changes. But it's really all about meeting people where they're at and making it feel small and manageable and doable. It's, it, I think that's a, that's a really effective approach that most people can, can wrap their heads around. Do you think that that some of you know these nutritional diseases that are arising are, are coming from us? You know, looking for that fast fix for food. I mean, it's not necessarily fast food. People are doing things at home as well that are faster. But you know, in in my mom's generation, there was generally somebody at home that you know, spend half the day cooking a, a full solid meal. And, um, you know, that we don't have time for that. It's pretty rare that people have time to come home and then cook for an hour or two. And, and I'm wondering if that's changing some of what's happening in our bodies as well, because we're not eating the nutrients that, that we need so badly. Exactly, exactly. And then there's, there's, of course, so many issues with just the way that what's happening with our food supply and the way that our foods are processed and, you know, stripped of certain nutrients and vitamins and some of them are added back in, but it's the synthetic form. And, and so there's, there's definitely a lot, a lot of issues with that. Absolutely. So in your book, you go through um, different vitamins and, and what we can do to get them through food. And and I know if somebody's reading your book, it can seem a little bit overwhelming. Well, I need this vitamin. I need that vitamin. Um, before we go into some of the details, what would you recommend somebody to do just to make sure that they kind of get a broad spectrum of everything? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I would say... Honestly, the number one thing that I would recommend for the vast majority of people is to just try to eat an additional fruit and vegetable throughout the day. Most people are far, far below what they need to be getting in terms of their fruits and veggies. So if they can just make that one small change, even if it's eating something quick as a snack, you know, some carrots and hummus, an apple with almond butter instead of that processed bar. 
that alone will make a huge difference. Hmm. So, I mean, that sounds really simple as well. I mean, those are things we don't have to spend a lot of time making, probably cheaper, (laughs) you know, processed bars, protein bars are are quite expensive. And, you know, it's something Mm -hmm. that can be, you know, we can have at work on hand that we don't have to, you know, always generally worry about. So it seems pretty easy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly, you know, kind of the, the basis of my whole philosophy is how can we make healthy eating simpler for, for people who are so busy and are, you know, not, not doing it because they feel so overwhelmed and, and also confused by all the information out there. There's a lot of conflicting information about nutrition, but at the end of the day, there are these you know, really simple things that, that I think almost everyone can, can really get behind and do and, and start to see the results from that take almost no time and that actually start to really add up in terms of the health benefits and the, you know, money saving benefits as well. Well, I agree with you on the confusion and, and people ask me all the time because I don't put people on um, very rarely on the, you know, the diets that are going around. I look at what they need to do for themselves and, and um, you know, I tell people it has to also be something that you can maintain long term. And even if they've embraced something that they read online, by the second or third appointment, they're coming back to me telling me they couldn't maintain it because it was too difficult. And, you know, and then they go back to the rules that I gave them because you know I say you know if it feels good then do it but if you can't maintain it here's something else you can do and then people are thankful that it's simpler and I think it needs to be simple because I don't think food is supposed to be so complicated Um, it's definitely not 100 years ago something that we really thought about this much and now we have all these studies showing vitamins are in certain foods but we're we're at a loss as to what to do still with this information so I think we just need to go with what feels good as long as we feel good doing it. I completely agree with you, and I yeah, that's that's very very similar to my same philosophy. I mean, we could, you know, we can talk all day about certain complex protocols and and really you know specific elimination diets, but at the end of the day, if our clients are not able to follow those protocols or those diets, and they become you know, even more frustrated because they feel like a failure because they couldn't stick to them, then what was the, you know, what was the good in that? How did that help them? So I completely agree with you in, in terms of that personalization piece, that it's really all about figuring out what that specific person needs and how we can help them to, to really feel better in a way that's manageable and doable. I agree. Now, the first vitamin that you talk about in your book is vitamin A. Why is that so important? Yeah. So, you know, this is this is a vitamin that has so many incredible functions. It's important for vision, really essential for our immune system. It helps with skin health and hair and nails and um you know, in the U.S., we typically get get a good amount of vitamin A, but worldwide, it's the main cause of blindness in developing countries, which is really, um, really tragic. I spent five years working in Africa on health and nutrition programs, and this was always a big focus for us because so many children are deficient in vitamin A, 
and um, and they can lose their eyesight, which is completely preventable. You know, I read a news story a few months ago, it was last year, um, where a boy only ate like fries and, and Pringles or something, and he actually lost his eyesight. And he, he lived in a first world country, but just refused to eat his vegetables and, and all the things that would provide him with the vitamins. And, you know, that is sad that that would happen even where these things are available, that we're just that stubborn as people to, to not see that we need more than just, you know, wow. white, white fried food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, that's exactly what we've been talking about, like this, you know, convenience culture and, and people wanting a quick and easy fix and not realizing that there's a reason why we need to be, you know, putting in the time and the energy and the effort to really eat our vitamins <laughs> and get our nutrition and nourishment from, from all of these different foods. Exactly. So how how do we get vitamin A through food? So vitamin A is found in many different foods, both plant and animal-based. So liver is actually very, very high in vitamin A. That's where it's stored. So that's a really high source. But it's also found in foods like eggs and fish. And then, of course, you know all of the orange-colored vegetables, so carrots and squash. And then a lot of the leafy greens as well, so things like spinach and kale. And it's a fat-soluble vitamin, so it's much better absorbed when it's consumed with some fat. So what I recommend is, you know, if someone's eating a salad or they're having their carrots, to, to have a source of healthy fat with that so that the vitamin A is better absorbed. So drizzling your salad with some extra virgin olive oil or including some avocado will will definitely do the trick. Well, I think that hummus and carrots example that you gave us would work because there's oil in the hummus and and then there you go, you got your vitamin A in your in your meal. Exactly. And your fat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, at the end at the end of every chapter in in my book Eat Your Vitamins, there's a really quick and easy recipe that that shows how to optimize all of these different nutrients and vitamins. So, you know, at the end of vitamin A, we have a recipe that focuses on foods that'll really help to boost that in your diet. Oh, that's perfect and and really handy as well because I think people get overwhelmed when they're trying to change how they're eating. You're used to doing a certain thing your whole life. You've got certain habits, and, and I I find people uh, aren't always wanting to be experimental in this category either. So if you give them the recipes and, and, and guide them, it's easier for them to make those changes. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people say – people who are, you know, really into nutrition and they're like, it's, it's really simple. You know, how do people not know this? But, you know, if you weren't raised with, you know, in a family that enjoyed cooking or, you know, that talked about vitamins and nutrients or the different properties in, in all of these different foods, how, how would you know, right? Like we're not really taught this in school, this isn't something that's in the general curriculum. So a lot of people who don't study nutrition and become nutritionists or dietitians, they really don't know. And that's not their fault, right? It's, it's a problem in our, in our society. 
Yeah, I think so. And um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Masha Davis, and we're discussing her book, Eat Your Vitamins, and we'll be back shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. My co-host Oliver is a seven-pound chihuahua cross, and he sits through all my shows with great puppy patience. 
He was super happy when I came home with Carbona Pet Stain and Odor Remover, which is an oxy-powered formula with active foam technology and is engineered to permanently remove pet stains and odor. Carbona is a household brand that has turned their decades of cleaning expertise into products that get the job done fully, quickly, and easily. Although he tries his best, Oliver sometimes does have accidents. I pulled out the Carbona Pet Cleaner and voila, we were stain-free and clean. It was easy to use, pet-safe and hassle-free. The built-in two-in-one brush top tackles stains at the surface and deep into the carpet fibers. It is now my other best friend. Use code FTTC at Carbona.com to save 20%. Happy cleaning. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Masha Davis, and we're discussing her book, Eat Your Vitamins. So um, one thing you talk about in your book is amino acids. So what what do those do in our bodies? Why are they so important? Yeah, absolutely. So amino acids are the building blocks of protein, and protein is one of the three essential macronutrients, so the really big nutrients that we need to get a lot of every single day to keep our energy up, to keep our muscles functioning properly. So there's protein, carbs, and fat. And amino acids are the building blocks of of protein. So out of the, you know, there's 20 in total, and our body can actually make some of them. We can synthesize some of these 20. But nine of them are essential, which means that we're not able to synthesize them. And we have to get all of those nine from different food groups. Okay. So um, when we are trying to do this through food, if we're talking about protein, um, how do we go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's so many different sources of protein. And the interesting thing is that almost all foods contain some protein. Now, there's a lot of different animal sources, which tend to be higher in protein. And there's also a lot of really excellent plant-based sources of amino acids and proteins. And, you know, what I recommend is for most of my clients, is to shift towards a more plant-based diet. There's so much research that shows the benefits of this for so many different health indicators, heart health and weight and so many other things, you know, aging. And, and the other really important piece to this is that it's not only better for our individual health, but also the environment. You know, we, we're seeing... Now with these fires in Australia, for example, you know, we, we have to start making shifts in our lifestyle and that includes our diet. And one of the big ways that we can very immediately make a large positive environmental impact is to shift to a more plant-based diet. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we have to become fully vegetarian or no longer eat animal products, but to try to shift to a diet that's just higher in plants is, is really, really beneficial, both for us and for the environment. And there's so many great plant-based sources of protein. You know, beans, lentils, all of the different legumes are some of the highest plant-based sources. There are a lot of great grains that are also decent sources of protein. So things like quinoa and buckwheat, 
Um, Tess is, uh, is another great grain. And then, of course, all the different nuts and seeds. One of my favorite recommendations for a lot of my clients is to add hemp seeds to their meals. That's such an easy, quick way to get a, a boost of plant-based protein. You can just sprinkle them into your smoothie. You can put them on your salad. You can add them on top of, you know, a warm grain bowl. So there's a lot of really, really good, easy ways to get protein. So, I mean, our, our society tends to, to fluctuate a little bit, I think, in our recommendations. And I, I feel like we just go overboard in any recommendation in any direction. And, and, you know, when we were low fat about 20, 30 years ago, we now know that was, you know, wrong advice. And, and a lot of people are, are going towards having higher meat in their diets and, and cutting completely out the grains. And, and then there's conversations like this where, you know, we are, should be... Um, less meat and I think people get really confused and I know this isn't the topic mm-hmm. of your book but but um, you know to make to, to help people kind of sift through that kind of um, fog is what I think it is it's just a confusing fog of what do I do and how do I choose what should steps should somebody make so that you know they don't have to go overboard they don't have to go hardcore and it should be easy and just to go in this direction so that they're getting the protein they need and and something that is doable and long term yeah, yeah, and that's an excellent point in in terms of our recommendations really shifting in this pendulum, you know, swings to the extreme in one direction and then it swings back and, you know, just like you said, you know, fat was demonized years ago and now now we know that it's actually extremely important and beneficial. Um and of course, you know, it's important to get the healthy types of fat, but still it's it's um, that's been such a huge topic of debate and confusion. And I think something similar is happening with protein and, you know, an animal versus plant-based. And there's, there's a lot of different schools of thought. But the interesting thing is that the weight of the evidence really supports a moderate amount of protein. And again, it doesn't have to be exclusively plant-based, but shifting in that direction is absolutely, you know, undeniably beneficial. Um, so a really easy way to think about it, and this is what I recommend for a lot of my clients who are just, you know, kind of getting into nutrition and working on healthier habits is to try to get one plant-based meal a day, right? So, so making your lunch, uh, something that doesn't contain meat, but instead doing, it could be as simple as, you know, an almond butter sandwich, for example, you know, almond butter um, with some, you, know, you could put banana on it, something like that. Um, or you could do a, a dinner that has beans or lentils as the protein source. But shifting, shifting away from eating so, so many animal products and so much meat. I definitely agree. Now, you you talk um, also about antioxidants. What are those? Yeah. So I like to describe antioxidants as little warriors that fight off 
harmful compounds in the body and they help to stop cell and DNA damage due to oxidation, which is a destructive process that's constantly happening inside of our cells. And so antioxidants are like the little warriors that help to slow this process down. And because of that, they help to prevent things like cancer and heart disease, and they can slow down the aging process with you know so many other important benefits. And there are massive numbers of different antioxidants, and many of them we still haven't even identified yet. So this is kind of a general term that encompasses a lot of different compounds. Some of the vitamins and minerals also act as antioxidants in the body. A lot of phytochemicals, which are different plant complexes, act as antioxidants. Um, you know, even plant pigments. So, so the, the compounds that give color to certain plants act as antioxidants. So uh, some of them we can actually make in our body, but most of them we need to be getting from our food. And so what, what foods would we be eating to, to do that? So the big recommendation that, that I talk about in my book, Eat Your Vitamins, for boosting antioxidant intake is to really focus on different colors. So, of course, this is going to be things like fruits and veggies. Berries are have really concentrated uh, sources of antioxidants. A lot of the spices are also high in antioxidants. So things like allspice and, you know, certain dried leaves, cloves, cinnamon. So really, uh, you know, experimenting with different spices and different herbs and and trying them out, I really encourage my clients to to do that, to try and boost their antioxidant intake. Well, you know, this reminds me of um, Indian food. I mean, uh, the fried rice has some ghee, and then you basically throw everything you just said into it, and, and mm-hmm. then there, there, there's your, your meal. So every meal contains all those antioxidants. So it seems like, you know, cult. It, it, we knew what we were doing. We just didn't understand what we were doing. You know, in, in all cultures, there's variations of, of eating the way our body needs. And we've just seemed to have forgotten that. Um, and, you know, it, w- which I find really interesting, you know, that existed and still exists as long as we're not eating the, the fast food and, and, you know, kind of copying out on making a meal, we're getting what we need. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a perfect example with the Indian food. I mean, there's so many incredible spices. And like you said, you know, we've known for for so long, for centuries and centuries, that this is effective and this works. And maybe we didn't have the scientific explanation as to, you know, the biochemical reaction of why the turmeric was acting as such a potent antioxidant and anti-inflammatory compound. But, but people knew. You know, even back then, they knew that this was something that was really beneficial, really healing, really powerful. Um, so, yeah, so I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's, really, it's really all about getting back to some of those practices and reclaiming some of that knowledge that we've been moving away from. 
I agree. Now, um, you also talk about vitamin C, which I think if you ask people who even, you know, aren't into taking a lot of vitamins, most people have vitamin C in their house because of all the the press that it has for helping your immune system. Um, How do we get that through food and why is that important? Yeah, yeah. Vitamin C is so critically important. I think, you know, even if people don't know exactly why, they know that it is. <laughs> and like you said, a lot of people have you know, either have it in their house, or, you know, as a supplement, or they've taken it in the past. Um, you know, even even um, as I was studying all of this when I was a student, I remember, you know, taking all these different vitamins. Um, and then and then I began to really dig into the research and learn about the importance of getting of getting these nutrients from food and the difference that it can make. So the really interesting thing with vitamin C is that it is often much better absorbed in the body from food. And you know, our body our bodies are so they're so complex and we have such a such incredible regulation system. So when we're getting vitamin C from foods, it comes with all these other phytonutrients and beneficial compounds that boost its absorption and utilization. And when we take a supplement that's really high in vitamin C, it can actually overload the system and put stress on the kidneys because they're trying to excrete it. So it's you know, it's, it's really it's really interesting the difference that it makes when we're getting something from food versus um, in isolation in a powder or a pill form or something like that. But there are so many different foods that are really high in vitamin C. You know, all of the different fruits and vegetables. And in my book, Eat Your Vitamins, at the end of every single section of every nutrient, I have a list of foods that are particularly high in that vitamin or nutrient or mineral. So with vitamin C, it's a lot of the citrus fruits, you know, kiwis and oranges. Um, You know, a lot of vegetables are really high in it. All those leafy greens, in addition to vitamin C, have, have lots of other incredible nutrients like folate and potassium. Um, so again, going back to that really simple piece of advice of just eating one additional piece of fruit or vegetable every single day is, is going to be the best way to boost vitamin C. And uh, sometimes that can be enough to even get almost the full daily amount. Which is pretty amazing. And I mean, I think one of the things that people are worried the most about is, you know, getting the the common cold or flu. And we know vitamin C is one of those things, but also eating well is going to help you. And this is probably why, why we're having this conversation. But if you eat well and get your vitamins through your food, you're less likely to either get sick or just get as poorly sick as the people around you because you're able to fight it better. Exactly, exactly. All of these things are so essential for immune health and and that prevention piece that we were talking about in the beginning, you know, keeping yourself healthy and focusing on that before you get into, you know, a crisis where, you know, suddenly everything has to stop and it's the only thing that you that you can focus on. Um, so that we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Masha Davis, and we're discussing her book, Eat Your Vitamins, and we'll be back shortly.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Masha Davis, and we're discussing her book, Eat Your Vitamins. So, Masha, I know one thing that uh, people are really concerned about, and I think because it has so much press and so many implications, it's a it's a vitamin that when it becomes deficient is obvious later in your life, and that's calcium. Um, people are worried about their bone health, and of course, it, it has more functions in our, bo- in our bodies. So, can you just talk about what that does and, and why it's so important? 
Yeah, absolutely. This is this is definitely a really, really key mineral, and, and it's one of the ones that I get asked about all the time as well. So the interesting thing is that calcium is actually the most abundant mineral in the human body. So this is what helps us to have strong bones, strong teeth, and, you know, I think a lot of people, if you, if you ask them, what does calcium do? They have that association with bone health. Which, which is great, but it actually has a lot of other functions as well. It helps with nerve signal transmission. Um, you know, it's, it's really important for, for a lot of other things. And the crazy thing is that estimates show that most people are not getting enough calcium in their diets. So, you know, this is especially problematic for women because as as we age, we really need to have sufficient calcium to maintain our bone structure and our bone strength, and, and a lot of people are not getting enough. Um, you know, it's also very important for men, and a lot of men are not eating enough calcium. It's estimated that, you know, only 20% of men are meeting their needs and 10 to 15% of women. And so how do we um, get calcium through food? Everybody thinks that they need to be taking a a supplement and at high doses, um, which can actually be problematic, which isn't mentioned often enough, I feel. Um, But I I think it would be better if we, you know, got it through food and, and did it in a way that our bodies could process it easier. So how do we do that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's a really good point that sometimes, um, you know, with the supplements, it's really easy to overdo it with calcium, just just like a lot of other vitamins and nutrients. And, and I agree with you, you know, the food first approach is, is the easiest way to ensure that you're getting the right amount. And some of the best sources of calcium are fish. So, you know, a lot of people have this aversion to canned fish, but actually it's one of the highest sources because of those soft uh, bones that are edible in these fish and, and that contain a ton of calcium. So sardines, herring, mackerel. Um, I, I like to recommend these smaller fish because they contain a lot less mercury and environmental contaminants and more calcium than some of the bigger fish like tuna. Um, I actually have been working on my own food product called Mini Fish, which is um, basically a premium, much more sustainable version of what we currently have in the packaged ready-to-eat fish section. So it's, it's this incredible steelhead trout that comes from um, a spring water aquaculture farm in Idaho. And it's, it's really sustainable and really delicious. Um, so fish are one of the best sources. But then, of course, there's also uh, there's vegetarian and vegan sources of calcium, like dark leafy greens. Now, these have a little bit less calcium than some of the animal products. So people who are not eating the animal products need to eat a higher amount of those. And then there's the dairy. So, you know, low-fat yogurt, plain yogurt, um, different cheeses also have, have some calcium. And then there's other foods like chia seeds, which have a surprising amount. Um, uh, and then some of the other greens, so things like broccoli and bok choy are also great sources. 
So um, now if we were to um, eat our calcium through food and to do this, would this help us prevent osteoporosis, osteopenia later in life? Is it something that we have to start at a young age? Um, I was always told when I was younger that our calcium um, to be stored in our bones has to start younger and is not um, something that you can catch up on later. It's definitely important to optimize calcium intake at an early age, but it still continues to be important later in life. Um, you know, our bones uh, do start to to change and shift, uh, and the amount of, of calcium that we're able to really build up and store begins to decrease. So it's really ideal to try and build it up as much as possible uh, before the age of 25. But even after that, it's still, you know, because it has so many other beneficial functions, it's still important to be getting enough calcium uh, and to combine that with other practices like some weight-bearing exercises that help to maintain the strength and integrity of our muscles and our bones. Um. Which I, you know, I agree with. I think this is something that people talk about a lot. Another thing people talk about a lot is um, their microbiome. Uh, This word is starting to, I think, become a buzzword. Where, although we've known for a long time, I think the attention wasn't put on it uh, um, as as much as it is now. So, how can people um, eat foods that help their gut health? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, fiber, prebiotics, and probiotics are, are really some of the key things that, that I would tell people to focus on. And I would say, go to those chapters in my book, Eat Your Vitamins, and, and focus on those if you're really interested in some of the latest research on the microbiome and, and understanding it better and how to optimize it. Um, you know, I, I was really excited to, to include some of the latest research studies in these chapters um, and really share with people how they can optimize their, their gut health um, through food. And so, you know, for example, our immune system is so closely linked to our gut. 70% of our, of our immune system is in the intestinal tract. So making sure that, that all of those good bacteria are flourishing and are in balance is really essential. So the probiotic piece is critical, which I think a lot of people are, you know, even if they're not, um, you know, experts in the area, they've heard of probiotics and they know that fermented foods, um, you know, things like yogurt and, and other things like kimchi um, can be helpful in, in getting some good probiotics into their system. But a lot of people have not heard of prebiotics or they're not sure what those are. And prebiotics are equally important because prebiotics provide the nourishment for the probiotics. So the prebiotics are fibers that the good bacteria, that the probiotic bacteria are, are eating. That's what allows them to thrive and flourish and multiply. And prebiotics are, you know, like I said, they're different fibers. So mainly we're going to be getting these from fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and then legumes like beans and lentils, and then nuts and seeds are also really great sources of fiber and prebiotics, which will help to boost the microbiome. 
and so um, when we're doing this, I mean, I think changing diet, if we're looking at the overall of doing all of this, what sort of feeling should people expect to experience? Like, do they experience wellness right away? Is there a bit of detoxing? Do they have trouble, you know, adjusting to eating more fiber or more of these foods? What happens when when people are taking, especially from this very traditional fast food diet to eating more fruits and veggies and all these things? What do you see happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent question and an excellent point because, um, you know, some people think that uh, they just need to start, you know, people people like the silver bullet approach. <laughs> so that's why all of Fast these and quick, extreme, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's why all these extreme um, diets and detoxes become so popular. People want a quick solution. So when they hear about the benefits of fiber, sometimes they just go all in and start eating a lot of fiber and they just you know, go all out with, with fruits and veggies and greens and cruciferous, cruciferous things. And then they, and then they have problems because upping your fiber too quickly when your body isn't used to it will cause gas and bloating. It can even cause constipation. Um, a lot of uncomfortable things can happen in your gut if you're not used to eating a lot of fiber and you increase it too fast. Um, and this is something that I cover in, in my book, Eat Your Vitamins, as well, as I go over how to begin incorporating all of these different things, including fiber, into your diet if you're not eating enough of them already, which most people are not. Nine out of ten uh, people are low in fiber. They don't meet the, the, the recommended amount. Um, so what I recommend is to ease into it. So you know, if you're eating a lot of processed foods, a lot of fast foods, not a lot of fruits and vegetables, only increase it by one or two servings every single day. Maintain that for three to five days. Make sure that you're increasing your water intake because water is really important for fiber to move through your system properly. Um, and then, and then increase it by a little bit more after the few days and see how you're feeling. And a little bit of gas, a little bit of bloating is not abnormal. So that's not a reason to suddenly cut the fiber out. But, you know, monitoring it and increasing it slowly is, is really the way to go. And it can be very helpful to work with, you know, someone like yourself or with a dietitian to, to make sure that everything is, is being done properly. Well, and I think this goes back to that first um, segment when you said you have people just change one meal in their week to see if they could, you know, cook it. And and I, I don't think that these kind of changes should be done overnight and dramatically. Um, I think, first of all, then you're treating it like some sort of fad. So you're not going to follow through. You're going to get frustrated because you don't know what to do overnight. And um, when changes are done that dramatically, I, I find also people can't follow through. If you take your time and you go, okay, let's change this one meal. Let's maybe now change um, this other one in the middle of the week where I have time to cook more. Maybe I'll do some prepping on the third week. And, and then eventually you get into this habit that you did kind of slowly and, and just a little easier on your mental health as well. Um, I don't think I, I 
ever changed my diet overnight that dramatically. And I've been, you know, done lots of different things and, um, you know, I've worked into it. And I, I, it seems like that's the advice that you give as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, behavior change is really, really challenging. It's, it's one of the most difficult, difficult things. And changing our eating habits is, is a really tough process for a lot of people. We have these ingrained habits from the time that we're really young. So, you know, to think that we could shift, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years of ingrained habits and behavior in a really short time frame, in a week or a few days or even a few weeks, is really unrealistic and sets a lot of people up for failure. And we want to be setting them up for success. So, so just like you said, making these really small incremental shifts, taking baby steps in the direction that, that you want to go, in the direction that you know is going to be healthier, and not doing it in a really extreme way is going to be the sustainable way to create those healthy habits and those healthier shifts and to really start to feel better over time. And that's what allows people to maintain that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, if anybody wants um, more information, which I you know, advise everybody to do so you can eat your vitamins, um, how can they go about finding your book or asking questions? Yeah, absolutely. So my book is available for pre-order. It is officially launching January 21st, uh, but right now it's available on the Simon & Schuster website. It's on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, everywhere that you can buy books. Um, It is it is already available. My website is nomadistanutrition.com, and um, I post a lot of my recipes and advice and a lot of tips and uh, useful information from my book and from my practice on my Instagram, which is nomadista underscore nutrition. Um, that's, that's my main platform that I use. Uh, I also have a Twitter account. Um, it's Masha Davis. But mostly I'm on Instagram. I have a Facebook page as well that's Nomadista Nutrition. But people can definitely find me there and and reach out to me if they have specific questions. Um, And I'm very excited about about the book coming out um, very soon. And hopefully it'll it'll help a lot of people to get back to some of these basics in a really doable and and digestible, no pun intended, uh, way. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Rebecca. It's been awesome talking with you. And uh, if anybody listening wants more information about my story, what I went through back to health, you can find that on my website at dr-risk.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or send me an email at anantacalgary at gmail.com. Today, we're talking with Masha Davis, and her book was Eat Your Vitamins. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week.